In this edition of Locked On Capitals, your Washington Capitals take down the Islanders in overtime after being down three to nothing in the second period. How did they do that? Let's talk about that game next on this edition of Locked On Capitals. Your Locked On Capitals, your daily podcast on the Washington Capitals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome into this edition of Locked On Capitals. I'm so glad you decided to join me today. As always, this podcast is free and available on all the major platforms. And I want to thank you for making this your first listen or view of the day. Yes, this podcast is also available in video form, so head on over to YouTube and check it out. And when you're on YouTube, make sure and hit that subscribe button. And if you like the videos, give it a thumbs up or leave some comments. It really helps grow the channel. My name is Dan Holmey. You can find me on Twitter. It's at DanCaps218. You can find the show on Twitter. It's at LockedOnCaps. So in this episode of Locked On Capitals, we will talk about Alex Ovechkin's hit on Pajot and ultimately what that was the catalyst that got the Capitals back into this game. We'll talk about that. Then later in the show, we will talk about a scary moment as Nick Dowd got injured and then another potential injury to Darcy Kemper. But just to get it going here, your Washington Capitals do, in fact, take down the Islanders in overtime by a score of 4-3. to And how did they do that, as a matter of fact? Because if you think about this Capitals team from October, November, they probably would have just said, it's too much for us, we give up. But not this team. They were engaged. And Darcy Kemper said as much as he said that, you know, we had enough and we're going to get back into this game. And it was by against pretty great odds, I got to be honest with you. Um, if you took take a look at it, Alex Ovechkin laid out that huge hit on Pajot. Uh, we'll talk about that a little bit later. Lane Lambert thought that was a dirty hit. Maybe there should be some uh, sort of disciplinary action taken. But Ultimately, that was the impetus. That is what the cap got the Capitals going in the right direction. Because if you started watching this game from the beginning, you may have turned it off in the second period when they were down three to nothing. But if you did, you missed out on one heck of a game because you saw a Capitals team that had some tenacity, some fortitude that, you know, had some really big pushback. And uh, that is what is the recipe for success. Um, And if you think about it, um, you know, it's interesting. They dropped two to the Flyers. Why did they drop two to the Flyers and then come back and play the Islanders, which one could argue is a better team? Uh, I guess it remains to be seen. It's not that, you know, the Islanders didn't have a lot of firepower. As a matter of fact, they did. It's just that the Capitals' will to win was that much greater than the Islanders. The Capitals had faced some early deficits before, but they had yet to make a comeback of three goals or more, and their play of late had been uninspiring, especially on offense, yet they found inspiration anyway, rallying to tie things 3-3 to in regulation before a game winner by Dmitry Orloff in overtime sent a stunned Long Island crowd home unsatisfied, writes NBC Sports Washington. And that is, you know, we haven't seen this kind of pushback from the Capitals in some time. Uh, you know, like I talked about earlier in the season, they would have probably just kind of like laid down and said, you know, guys, this is just too much for us. And, you know, they would have walked away from it losers. Uh, but the good thing about this game in particular is you saw Tom Wilson get on the score sheet. He got a goal by a great feed from Nick Backstrom. Washington has done this to the Islanders before each of Capitals' last three comebacks of three or more goals have been against them. 
most recently January 28th, 2021, when they turned a 3 to nothing Islanders lead into a 6-3 to Capitals win. But as far as the season's roster goes, they've made a habit of climbing back into games. And, you know, oftentimes the Capitals have to come from behind to win these games. Uh, that was the case last night against the Islanders. You know, let's face it, you know, a 3 to nothing deficit is pretty huge, all things considered, especially since the play of the Capitals has been a bit inconsistent the last few games here. So for them to find a way to win in this game was huge. And uh, that's what we hope uh, going forward as they take on the Wild tonight. Of course, they would have loved to have been the team holding the lead. The Capitals are 13-4-3 when scoring first this season. But as they showed Monday, they're capable of swinging the momentum back their way, even when falling behind. The turning point against the Islanders occurred at 634, mark of the second period, when Alex Ovechkin checked center Jean-Gabriel Pajot into the boards with a hit that incited some shoves after. After the whistle. And ultimately, if you take a look at it, no one wanted to step up and try to take on Alex Ovechkin. If you want to go do that, go ahead. His reputation precedes him. Um, it would have been uh, a no doubt about it. Uh, I would not want to take on Alex Ovechkin. He is a huge dude and he is no stranger to fighting, not so much recently, but in his younger day. And when provoked in 2019 against a young Russian Shvechnikov, wanted to step up and play big. Well, Alex Ovechkin showed him who was the tougher guy in that particular thing. So I watched it. Um, it looked like Pajot. Um, he wasn't It wasn't a back. It's not like Alex Ovechkin hit him in the numbers or the nameplate in the back. He saw it coming. Maybe his head was down a little bit. Should have been playing with his head up a little bit more. But that's always the case. You know, Lane Lambert is seeing the game with Islanders colored glasses on. So, of course, he thinks that a hit of that nature for one of their big names on the Islanders is going to be a dirty hit. That was not my assessment, and it wasn't the assessment um, in the game either. So, you know, ultimately, though, that was what um, broke it loose for the Capitals. From there, the Capitals scored four unanswered goals. They broke through on the scoreboard with a greasy goal by Garnet Hathaway poking a puck through the Islanders goaltender Ilya Sorokin's legs. The offense then started to click as Tom Wilson scored his first of the season on a feed in the low slot, and TJ Oshie tied it up with a well-aimed deflection. And that was one of the things that TJ Oshie said that he was going to adjust his game. He said, you know what, I think I'm going to have to ramp up my physicality a little bit because obviously, um, you know, we're not getting through. We're down three to nothing. It's time to adjust our position a little bit. And you saw that TJ Oshie was engaged and he was, you know, more involved in hitting that type of thing. And that was what the doctor ordered. You also, like I referred to there, saw TJ Oshie on the score sheet. Uh, in orchestrating their biggest comeback of the season, the Caps picked up a significant win over a team that entered the night right behind them in the standings. They strengthened their hold on the top wildcard spot in the East on a night when the New Jersey Devils, New York Rangers, and Pittsburgh Penguins all won. The Capitals have a tendency to give up goals early, but they've shown the ability to keep their composure and come climb back into these games. That's the formula for success, um, is even if you're down to find a way to get back into it. Ultimately, what are the keys of success is not to get behind, but that's not always the case. Sometimes you are going to be playing from behind. It's the teams that can find a way to get back into these games and persevere. Those are the teams that will, you know, most likely will go the distance. 
uh, in the postseason, in the playoffs, that kind of thing. So that bodes well uh, for the Washington Capitals. All right, so after the break here, we are going to talk a little bit more about that hit that Alex Ovechkin laid out. Then we will also talk about some scary moments with Nick Dowd and Darcy Kemper. We'll talk about that next. Online.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From pro football to college bowl season to basketball and World Cup, we've got it all at Bet Online. And if you love sports, you can find those at Bet Online as well. We're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting info. And guys, even if you're not into betting, you could bet on an upcoming Capitals game like the Caps take on the Wild. It makes watching the games that much more exciting. So, Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online where the game starts. Welcome back into this edition of Locked On Capitals, where it is your team every day. In this next segment here, we are going to start off by talking about the hit of Alex Ovechkin on Pajot and what that ultimately mean. Washington Capitals captain Alex Ovechkin kind of got the team riled up with a big hit on Jean-Gabriel Pajot with several of his Capitals teammates uh, agreed with a turning point that led to the rally of a 3 to nothing deficit and an ultimate 4-3 to overtime win uh, by, the, by the Capitals over the Islanders. However, New York saw it differently and wasn't happy at all with the outcome, writes Washington Hockey Now. Islanders head coach Elaine Lambert, who was a Washington assistant coach back when Barry Trotz was in D.C., was adamant that Ovechkin's hit should have been a penalty. Very surprised, Lambert said via New York Hockey Now. Charging, boarding, whatever it might be, he took steps, and we definitely should have been on the power play. You know, again, that is Lane Lambert taking a look at it with Islanders colored glasses on. Of course, he thinks, you know, since it's one of his marquee guys on his team, Pajot is one of their better guys on their team. He's going to think that it was dirty. Why? Because Alex Ovechkin was the bigger guy and laid him out. No one likes to see one of their players get hurt like that. So to a certain extent, I think it's a bit of a bleeding heart. Uh, for Lane Lambert on one of his players, Pajot, and uh, that that's ultimately all that was about, if you ask me. Brock Nelson wanted a penalty on the play, while Noah Dobson believed that Ovechkin hit Pajot while he was in a vulnerable position. Uh, Ovechkin's hit came just before the halfway mark of the second period after a Capitals power play. As the 37-year-old went after Pajot with a puck in the corner, he glided into and hit and intended to go shoulder-on-shoulder. Shoulder. Ovechkin, who stands at six foot three 238 pounds sent Pajot who is five foot 11 185 pounds hard to the ice and you know guys if you have followed this team for some time maybe you'll remember it was oh, a year or two ago when Pajot wanted to take on Tom Wilson Again, you know, some of these guys, you got God love them. You know, they're playing in the National Hockey League and they think that automatically they're tough guys out there that, you know, hey, I'm an NHL or I can throw down. Dude, you're five foot 11 trying to take on a man that is much bigger than you and probably stronger and all of that kind of thing. So unless you know some sort of mixed martial arts, you better pack a lunch because that's not going to be the case. And ultimately, there are guys that are smaller in the league that find a way to play 
and not get injured. Take a look at Connor Sherry. He is a bit of a smaller man out there as well. A great goal scorer, but has his head up and can kind of see the plays that are coming. He doesn't put himself in a vulnerable position. So the onus of this, at least in part, goes with Mr. Pajot for kind of being in the corner with his head down. You know, if Tom Wilson was out there, he would have probably done the same thing if the opportunity presented itself, as would the Islanders see the hit on uh, Nick Dowd, the Cal Clutterbuck thing. You know, are we going to cry dirty about that as well? Um, so, you know, part of it is just the nature of hockey in general, that there is hitting. Um, there's a chance you could get hurt. And if you're playing in the NHL level at this point, you realize what it entails. You've worked your way up through high school and college and juniors and whatever the case may be. You should know and know what to expect. You know, Pajot has been a guy that's been on the Islanders for some time. So, you know, this should not come to any surprise uh, with him. The hit was reviewed for a major penalty, but there was no call on the play as it was deemed a clean hit. Ovechkin did not take any heavy strides before checking Pajot, nor did he leave his feet to initiate the contact. Pajot was slow to get up and left for a bit after returning later on, and both also caught up after the play and were smiling as they exchanged words when Pajot returned. Again, do you think, do I think that Alex Ovechkin was trying to injure Pajot. No, what do I think he was trying to do? Alex Ovechkin is the captain of your Washington Capitals. He was trying to light a fire under his team by making a big hit. This is nothing novel. This is nothing new. You see it happen all the time. Same thing happens when teams are struggling and, you know, a bunch of goals are scored against them. They change the goalie. Is that ultimately going to make a difference or is that more about a momentum change? It's a momentum change. Same thing goes for the big hit on Ovechkin. He was trying to lead by example by kind of throwing down. And, you know, it was an opportunity that presented itself. And ultimately, you know, it was a risk reward paid dividends. You know, they found a way for the Capitals to get back and started the resurgence of being three down three to nothing in the second period. That is quite remarkable if you really think about it. Not even the Capitals, but any team out there to be down by a pretty big deficit, I, I got to say, against a team that is a formidable opponent, that is a big deal. So sometimes that's what it takes, um, and that's what the Capitals will have to do going forward as they are also now taking on uh, a wild team that is playing pretty good, all things considered. Um, so the Capitals are going to have to be ready for that going forward. Uh, they're a tough team. Generally, the Wild kind of give uh, the Capitals a bit of a, a rough go of it. But um, again, you know, all it is is about building momentum going forward. The Capitals found that tenacity, that resurgence to come back into this game and pick up a big win. Those are the strides that your team needs to make to be successful. And I do think it was a great moment for the Capitals as they found a way to do that. Uh, Darcy Kemper, all in all, uh, saved his last 17 shots he faced. And again, a guy that faces a lot of negativity. Um, is he impervious? Is he perfect all the time? No, but uh, I do think the tandem of Darcy Kemper and Charlie Lindgren is pretty good. And they've kept the Capitals in these games. And if it wasn't for Kemper and Lindgren, the Capitals would have been much further down the standings. All right, so after the break here, we will talk a little bit about Nick Dowd, how he was injured in a scary moment when we thought Darcy Kemper was injured. And then we will talk about ultimately what the Capitals think they thought went right. We'll talk about that next.
Your next partner has a product I use literally every day. I started taking Athletic Greens because I wanted more energy. I wanted a supplement that actually tastes great. I wanted to see what the hype was about. Now I've been taking it for several months and I love it. It doesn't taste like it's super healthy. It has kind of a mild tropical taste that I actually look forward to taking each morning. So what is this stuff? With one delicious scoop of Athletic Greens, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food-sourced superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging, all of these things. Now, I personally take it because I have some young children at home, and maybe if you have kids at home, you can relate to needing a little bit of a boost of energy. It's lifestyle-friendly, whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free. It contains less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no nasty chemicals, or artificial anything. While still tasting good, it supports better sleep quality, recovery. It supports mental clarity and alertness. It's the one thing with the best thing. It costs you less than $3 a day. You're investing in your health, and it's cheaper than your cold brew habit. But it's cheaper than getting all the different supplements yourself. You're investing in an all-in-one nutritional insurance. So to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first, first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network to take ownership over your health and pick up on the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Welcome back into this edition of Locked On Capitals, where it's your team every day. In this next segment, we are going to talk about some scary moments as Nick Dowd, left the ice, and then a scary moment when we thought Darcy Kemper was injured. Nick Dowd went down with a lower body injury in the game against the Islanders in the opening minutes of the game and did not return, leaving leaving Washington shorthanded just as the team started to balance 14 healthy forwards. In other league headlines, that happened as well. Uh, you know, Some other teams are also experiencing these kind of difficulties. Nick Dowd suffered a lower body injury in the opening minutes against the Islanders, and uh, we hope that he is going to be able to make uh, a speedy recovery. As we know, Nick Dowd is one of those integral pieces um, that plays on the fourth line with Garnet Hathaway, and it's been Marcus Johansson, but before that, it was Alexi Protus, and it was Beck Malenstein, and before all of that, it was Carl Hagelin. So for him to be out uh, is definitely not optimal. Um, but we hope that whatever the recovery is at this moment, that is the latest that I have on Nick Dowd. Again, we hope that he can find a way to come back. He is a, that big piece on that kind of grinder line on the fourth line. Um, so that is the big thing. Darcy Kemper talked a little bit about his injury late in the game. He says, yeah, I just kind of got hit in the side of the head with a shin pad coming across, and then my neck kind of jarred on me. So just wanted to talk to Jason Service and play it safe. But it does appear that he is okay uh, because he ended up playing the rest of the game. But we ultimately do hope that he is good to go because, you know, that is a great tandem of Darcy Kemper and Charlie Lindgren. And we want to kind of keep that magic going in net. Uh, the same thing goes uh, for Nick Dowd. Again, he is a huge role, uh, plays a huge role on this team on the fourth line. 
Oftentimes, you don't think of the fourth line as like one of the more productive lines, but it ultimately is. It's kind of that grinded out gritting, uh, grit uh, line that they have out there, but they can also score, uh, score goals. See what Garnet Hathaway did. He does have that in his wheelhouse of scoring really great goals. And uh, we hope that uh, he can come back and make a speedy recovery because this team has faced a myriad of injuries the entire season. Uh, we do not need that going forward. So to have him healthy, and uh, that is what is big. Darcy Kemper also talks on his Pajot's breakaway save. I was just trying to stay patient on him. Tried to make a quick shot. He tried to make a quick shot five hole. I was on it and was able to make the save. And that Pajot, like I talked about off the top, who got hit, he, he is a, a pretty good goal scorer. He's got a good shot. But ultimately, Darcy Kemper was up for the challenge. Kemper goes on to talk about the comeback and attitude change after going down by three. There was no time to panic. We got down three to nothing there, and you could kind of see our attitude that enough was enough. We started taking them on physically and were able to turn the tide, and that is a huge comeback win, and we can build off of that, and that is true. That is what the Capitals have to do. They also talked about T.G. Ocean, like I referred to off the top on his physical play. He saw the Capitals were getting outworked. He said, a little frustration set in, and then I decided it was just going to play a little more of a grinder style the rest of the night, try to come in with some hits, go to the net, get some tips, and the one that went in felt nice. The team started playing pretty well at the point when we were coming, and then we had some momentum to pop that one in, and it was a great momentum. Kemper stepped up and played phenomenal for us and he has been part of our success um, and then he talks about a little bit here about Nick Dowd going down early with an injury he says yeah important it hurts us missing Dowder he's a big part of our team a big part of the face-offs for the centermen big part of our PKs and five on five in general he does a great job out there every night so to lose him was tough and then we've been down the way we've been playing lately to get a comeback win, sometimes that's better than playing a full 60. And, you know, that's what they're talking about there is just taking these moments and harnessing them and hopefully being able to build on that success going forward. Because, like I say, they are taking on a Minnesota Wild team that's playing pretty good, all things considered. That's what they need. Even if they get down in this game against the Wild tonight, they have to find a way to get back into it and not just kind of give up because that is the Capitals team that we saw earlier in the season. Ultimately, what we want to see in them is positivity going forward that even though they're down, they can find a way to overcome. They can find a way to persevere and get back into these games because tonight, despite the fact that they lost two games to the Flyers, Kind of unexplainably, um, I guess if you could, you know, try to explain it, you could say that it is a team that's finally buying into Tortorella's uh, methods. But um, for them to then uh, win a game against the Islanders, an Islanders team that is better on paper, uh, just really speaks volumes of the tenacity of this team. Even though they're down, uh, they can find a way to come back and win these kind of games. These are the building blocks that the Capitals need to go forward. I feel really good walking away from this game. And why is it? it you know, uh, obviously, you know, when I watch the games, I would love to see a four to nothing game, just a really punch, you know, a statement that, yes, this Capitals team is great. But what's even better than that for me is even when they're down by great odds to come back and not tie the game, but win the game 
those are the true litmus test, a true measuring stick of what your team has for me. And the game last night proved to me that they have what it takes. They have a way, even though they face injuries, Nick Dowd coming out of the lineup, that's huge. Um, to find a way to get back into those games and win those games, that is what it's going to take for this Capitals team to win in the long term. And I think, you know, if they can continue to build on this as they play the Wild tonight and then they have uh, the Coyotes at the end of the week, those are the building blocks that's going to push this team forward. Not only is it going to help them with their confidence, their swagger, but it's also going to push them up the Metro and ultimately put them in a better position once they hit the playoffs. All right. Once again, I want to thank you for joining me on this edition of Locked On Capitals, where it's your team every day. My name is Dan Homie, and I'll talk to you again next time.